It is July 8th, 2021. Welcome to the Real Estate for All podcast. This week, we have an overview of the current real estate market to include the short time that homes are on the market and the speed at which they're closing. We'll also discuss a little bit about the fast-paced market and whether it's beneficial or detrimental and what the long-term effects can be of operating in a market like this. We'll also be discussing a little bit about what types of homes are being built in this market. Moving on to the Florida condo collapse and the wave of building inspections that that has sparked. From there, we'll talk about iBuying activity returning to pre-pandemic levels and wrap it up with a new startup that is launching a credit card which can help you save for a down payment. That is this week on the Real Estate for All podcast. Starting off with the current overview of the real estate market, homes are currently having a really short time on the real estate market, closing at a really fast pace. And uh, is this fast pace something that could be beneficial or detrimental? I like to think that it can kind of depend upon what side of the agreement that you're on. But what I see a lot of buyers doing can hurt them in the long run. They're doing things such as foregoing inspections, cutting their due diligence periods short or uh, 86ing their due diligence periods altogether together. They're even putting in extra money to purchase homes above the purchase price that they're actually being appraised for. What are your thoughts on that? Many thoughts, many thoughts. It is costing a buyer right now far more than it would have cost them pre-pandemic to uh, purchase the same property. The price point is higher. Generally, the seller will contribute towards closing costs that is pretty much not the case now so that buyer is having to also not have to have just their down payment but they also have to come to the table with their closing costs which can be three to four percent of the sales price itself and let's say that they're getting an fha loan which is three and a half percent of the sales price for their down payment so they're having to come to a table with a lot more. I'm not sure our market with the escalation in price point would be able to continue to sustain us for this longer period of time. You know, Georgia has this um, law that buyers beware and buyers should beware in any state. However, when, as you said, they are foregoing their uh, inspection periods, that due diligence period, just buying it without going through any checks whatsoever. And as I tell buyers, you buy what you see and you buy what you don't see. So they're coming in. There are a lot of things I believe will surface that buyers were not, if they had taken the time to do their due diligence, they might not have committed so much money to these properties. But it is unbelievable right now. In this market, we have single family built to rent homes that are being built by builders trying to capitalize on the rental market. With the housing shortage, rental prices have gone up and that market has seen a boom as well. Uh, townhomes, multifamily homes being built. Um, but you have a lot of homes that are being built just to rent, not to own. And uh, again, we spoke about last week how a lot of the homes that are being built are out of the price range of those lower end buyers. And part of that is because of the construction costs that have gone up as well, which are causing builders to have to build homes for more expensive prices to cover the cost that it 
it's costing for them to just get the materials. Do you see a way that we can get out of this shortage or come out of this hole that we're in right now? One of the contributing factors, I believe, that led us to this hole is the short-term rents, and that's the, your Airbnb. So there are a tremendous number of homes that would have been available for sale or for rent that are being used for short-term rent rentals. And that takes that property out of the market altogether. I just think if we can pull that pocket of single family dwellings or multifamily dwellings, those Airbnbs, and get them in the market, that would help us a little bit because I personally know a few people that have multiple Airbnbs of properties that they used to rent on long-term leases, but now it's short-term. So that has hurt us as well. We do have a shortage especially more so in some areas than others because of the of people moving into that area and the building has not caught up with that. So it is going to take us a minute to catch back up since a lot of the hotels and things were not being used. So they're taught of them being converted into condominiums, which has been done before. And that would help to absorb some of the shortage as well. We have to explore our options right now because people are needing places to live. The way the market is going now, it is they are being outpriced out of the market. So we have to strategically work towards bringing in a viable alternative for them, for housing. No, absolutely. And uh, with the Airbnb stuff, it, it short-term rentals has become huge. People see Airbnbs as a much more viable option to make money off a home. I know there was a lot of money thrown into buying up properties that were on the market by investors and rather than flipping those and putting them back on the market, or as you said, renting them out, they in turn converted them into Airbnb short-term rentals. You can make a lot more money per day renting an Airbnb than what you would per day on a long-term rental with someone signing a year lease. And that's exactly what is happening because those Airbnbs are able to rent per day less than what a hotel is renting per day. So those short-term rentals are getting quite a bit of activity right now. All right, moving on to our next topic, the Florida condo collapse sparks waves of building inspections. So buildings older than 40 are being scrutinized throughout the country as investigators in Surfside, Florida continue searching for clues that can explain why the 12-story condo building collapsed in the middle of the night. You know, this, this headline has made national news. Um, it was very tragic and unfortunate what happened. So now there is a lot of inspections that people are looking into for other multi-unit buildings that are being utilized around the country. We want to make sure that this is something that doesn't repeat itself in the future. And tying in a little bit to what we were just speaking mm -hmm. of, because of the fast pace of the market and everything right now, a lot of people are foregoing those inspections and cutting their due diligence period. Well, this is one reason why you shouldn't. This was not one particular owner that decided not to go with the building inspection. This was, uh, you know, and there's still an ongoing investigation for them to unsurface the true reason. That said, when you're looking to go and purchase your own home, might be a great property, dream home, but 
Is it worth foregoing that building inspection? Is it worth cutting your due diligence period, which gives you the opportunity to really check this property out and see what the condition of it is before you move forward with that purchase? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, our hearts go out to the people and families that were affected by the collapse. But I tell you, they were in the midst of a reinspection when this building you know, collapsed. And what I think is, is that there are laws that are in place now for these buildings of such size and height to be uh, inspected and reinspected. I think we just need to do a better job of what is already in the law. We have to do a better job of caring for the lives of people that are in those buildings by making sure the build, buildings are structurally sound. And even goes back to what we were speaking of earlier, with all of the fast-paced building that's going on now, even in single-family homes. I know that, you know, county inspectors come out at certain points and, and expect, I think there needs to be an even double-check system now that, that needs to be in place that's to make sure that no one misses something that should have been noticed or seen or taken care of during an inspection. So it has sparked a wave, as you said, all over the country. We're seeing other states that are saying, nope, we need to go back and check buildings of a certain age and things of that nature. So I think good will come as a result of this. Sadly to say it took this for us to move on, making sure we are more uh, diligent in inspecting and re-inspecting these buildings. And I just think more stringent requirements need to be put in place so that we do not have a repeat of this. I know the Miami-Dade County Mayor, uh, Daniela Cava, I think is how you pronounce her last name, ordered a 30-day audit of residential properties, five stories and taller, mm -hmm. that are due for a 40-year recertification. Mm -hmm. And Kava's office has identified 469 multifamily and condo properties that have either failed to submit recertification reports to the county or have not repaired problems found. They're also examining 318 properties that are in some stage of the recertification process as well. So there is some work being done, but this wasn't a one-off thing. There are other buildings that have had issues and problems that have either failed recertifications or have failed to remedy items that were pointed out in a certification or recertification that need to be addressed. So it's not an isolated incident in terms of the potential of what could happen in other buildings around the country if we don't get on board with making sure that we do things the way they need to be done. And then what happens if, okay, they find the discrepancies and they find that these buildings are not up to code and then the owners, whomever, are not taking care of these issues and bringing them up to code. Well then, naturally, for the safety of everyone in there, the, it needs to be evacuated. Well then, where do you take these people? They have even more of a shortage we now. got a housing shortage as is. It's a problem that we really need to come to the table on and start working on some solutions. Moving on to our next topic, iBuying activity is starting to return to pre-pandemic levels. So for those who don't know, iBuying is when you go to one of the few iBuyers. 
Zillow, Redfin, Open Door being one of the more popular ones. And if you're looking to sell your home, they submit to you an offer and generally that's contingent upon an inspection that they'll do of the building. You generally will pay a fee for the ability to be able to just sell your home quickly to them because they in turn have to sell your home on the market to make their money back hopefully a little bit more at least in the way that they see it um so generally you will sell for a little bit less than market value when you use an iBuyer because they have to sell your home and make a profit and there are all sorts of costs associated with selling your home with that iBuying is returning to uh or you know starting to show signs of returning to pre-pandemic levels buyers iBuyers are able to offer a little bit more because the home prices are rising so much more quickly. For our listeners, I want them to be aware that yes, they will offer you pretty much close to market value, but then you are still paying a fee for the convenience of not having to go through showing your house, keeping it clean and, and taking care of repairs and everything. And usually that fee that they charge you for that convenience is higher than your real estate fees would have been. Is the convenience of doing it worth you coming out of pocket far less than what you would have, if, especially in this market, if you had been patient, waited the time, put it on the market, and let the market dictate the price instead of a buying company. So be aware of the fees that are associated there is an appeal to it. If you're needing to move quickly, let's say you're getting quickly relocated because of a job or whatever, you don't want to go through the traditional real estate process with getting a real estate agent, putting it up on the market. Now in this market, it's best for you to just go through a real estate agent anyways, because homes are flying off the market so quickly, yes. particularly if it's in a desirable location, the house is in great condition. In a normal real estate market where you might have a 30 day listing period and you're needing to move maybe in two weeks or whatever, and you, you just don't want to deal with the hassle maybe of having potential buyers coming into your house and looking around and, you know, you have to go somewhere for an hour or so when your buyers come and they're looking through the house and then they leave and you might not want that inconvenience or anything like that. Well, I buying is something that alleviates you of that. You don't have to worry about showings. You don't have to worry about getting your home nice and clean and presentable to have a bunch of strangers come through and look at your house. With iBuyers, the iBuyer, whoever it may be, is saying, look, we'll purchase your house. This is what we'll offer you contingent upon, you know, a final inspection that we'll do and everything. You have your money, you pay a little bit of fee for that convenience mm -hmm. of just being able to purchase the property this way and you're off and on your way just like that. Because they're usually large companies, these buyers, they also have the capital, the financial resources to market themselves big and bold you know, we call the names, the Open Door, the Redfin, the Zillow, the OfferPad, those ones. But what I want the listeners to also understand is, is that our buyers actually comprise a small part of the overall housing market at just 0.5%. It's a very small part. So 
It's not, and that's according to Redfin's report. That's according so, to Redfin's, and they are one of the participants of iBuy. They are, they are. It's a very small portion, but they have a big presence because they have the financial ability to go in and make themselves seeable on billboards and TV ads and things of that nature. It is just a small portion of the market, but uh, keep in mind that iBuyers are trying to refine the process of iBuying to make it more and more prevalent in the real estate market. That's something to keep on the radar for, Absolutely. you know, the future of real estate. How much of iBuying is going to be a portion of the market? Is it going to be more adoptable where, you know what, people don't do the traditional way of selling their home anymore. They just go straight to the iBuyer and paying that fee just becomes the new norm of what people would prefer over paying a real estate agent fee. Now, there are some uh, benefits as a real estate agent, a realtor that I believe you will have over an iBuyer when you have that personal relationship of someone who's investing time and expertise into your particular situation with selling your property that I think you don't get with an iBuyer. And the the education that comes with that and the things that they can teach you and show you and help you along in finding that next property as well. Just caution and remind our listeners, there's paperwork that you're signing. And if you don't understand the paperwork and you're not working with someone that's representing you to help you understand that paperwork, it might not be written in your favor. So understand what you're, what you're signing. Moving on to our next topic, a startup launches a credit card to save for a down payment. So a real estate startup wants to help renters become homeowners. Built Technologies teamed up with Evolve Bank and Trust and MasterCard to launch a credit card that enables cardholders to accumulate rewards points that they can in turn use toward rent and other bills or a down payment on a future home. Now, I wish they would let me use it to pay my mortgage because I could build up so many points <laughs> just paying my mortgage. Still can't do that one yet, but apparently now you can use your credit card with this new startup to build points that you can use toward a down payment on a future home. Another option that renters who want to become homeowners may have in terms of saving for that future purchase. What is uh, reported that they say is that they believe that paying rent should build your credit score because it's your single largest liability as a renter. They say that the new credit card does not have any added fees. It, but it does have fees. It doesn't have any added additional fees. However, it does have interest. And so if you have a, a buyer who wants to use this as a means to help them save, they're going to have to be pretty disciplined not to increase this card to a point it actually ends up hindering them because they max the card out and their income to debt might be Ratio might be off because of it. I can see it being a good thing, but I see a lot of flags for me in oh. this. Oh, these companies aren't uh, staying in business by giving away more money than they're making. It's definitely going to be a deal that is beneficial for these companies as well. And like you said, credit cards come attached with interest rates. And so if you're spending money on these credit cards and they're getting interest from that, and mm -hmm. if you rack up a whole lot of debt and can't afford to pay it off. Now you're just paying more and more interest, which, yeah, you're getting rewards points, but then you're paying a lot of that away and what the money you're giving to the company and in interest. Because so. they increased your interest rate 
to balance off the reward points that they're giving you. This is what I found interesting. The journal that we got this from says that the cardholder who spends about $1,500 on a monthly rent for 10 years would accumulate enough points for a $6,000 down payment. That's 10 years. 10 years to save $6,000. That's a long time to save $6,000. And high I'll interest rate. 1500 a month. If you're not paying this off every month. <laughs> exactly. So how much are you going to actually be paying for that $1,500 if you're, if you're paying minimal amount? It's going to take you, you know, to your minimal monthly payment. That's all you're paying every month. Then you're putting yourself, you're digging a hole for yourself financially. Another note that was in this article said that the built card, for instance, has an interest rate between 15 and 22 and a half percent. So that's a high percentage rate at $1,500 a month in rent. It's going to take you 10 years to accumulate enough points for a $6,000 down payment. That's 10 years for 6,000. So it is an option, but it is not one that I would recommend being someone's primary. I would recommend becoming more disciplined and taking whatever excess money you can. If you can afford to make cutbacks in that Starbucks that you might buy every morning, maybe you go every other morning or every third morning um, and use the savings from that, put it away in an account. And when you put it away in an account, now it grows interest mm -hmm. for you rather than you being charged interest, interest. by having this credit card exactly. and putting money on it. So it grows interest for you if you do it that way with just putting money in a savings account, putting it in a money market account and letting it slowly grow interest for you as you continue to build it up to the point where you can afford the down payment now. And I believe you'll reach that mark that you're aiming for sooner than 10 years and it'll cost you less than the interest that you'll be charged by these credit card companies. That's all we have for you this week. Thank you for tuning in. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and rate us. Good or bad, let us know what you like and how we can improve. Cynthia and myself are affiliated with Alert, a licensed real estate brokerage and real estate school. So whether you're looking to buy and sell a home or become a licensed salesperson or broker, we hope you'll give us the opportunity to help you achieve those goals. Just looking for free information? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit our website at alertpropertiesre.com. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing.